The Money Show. Small business. A small business focus brought to you by Isuzu Easy Go. Why own a pre-built truck when you can rent it? Thanks to creative solutions from Isuzu Finance. T's and C's apply. Pablo Fatidis is the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. This whole thing of working on your business and in your business. Are you working on or are you working in? What? Oh, jeez. Save me from myself. Yeah, Pablo, and explain, please, the difference between the two and why it is so critical as the founder that you're working on rather than in. It is important. It's massively important. You know, Bruce, if you really think about it, if you want to see what someone does every day, no, if you want to see the future path of a person, simply look at what they do every day. Because where your attention lies is what you focus on. What you focus on is what you act on. And what you act on points to what's going to manifest 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. It's a fantastic way to see the future in many ways. And I'll tell you what really brought this to light. Just recently, um, I had a, a, a fantastic half-day session with a business that's really well established. They've got fantastic products and services in the, in the industrial economy with ventilation and filtration systems they put them into offices and schools and studios and factories and 86 employees, but it's bouncing along. It's really not growing well. The founder himself is very experienced. He's considered to be one of the uh, doyens of the industry, has been to all the trade shows, has, is featured in trade magazines, knows the industry well, knows about how everything functions and works. So it's growing exceptionally well. The business is very well established. And he said, why can't we get growth? And then the first question that's obvious when someone says that to you is, well, do you want to grow? And he said, absolutely. There are three reasons why. Firstly, he's got fantastic products and customers to build off. And if you've got a track record, you should be leveraging your track record all the time. He's approaching now 50, 51, 52, somewhere in that age bracket. And he says, I'm at the point now I want to scale up and I want to dominate in my industry. And most importantly, I want to leave a legacy, a legacy for the industry, a legacy for my team, a legacy that in my 30, 40 years of doing this, I had an impact and a positive impact for the industry as a whole. So the next question is, well, at what rate do you want to grow? And it's really important we all get our heads around this because to simply maintain your value you need to be growing your business year on year at inflation. What is our inflation rate running at, Bruce? Are we at about 6 7% six, at the moment? 6.4, if memory serves, there or thereabouts. Um, it's it's outside of the, the comfort zone of 3 to 6%. Uh, it's still slightly elevated, but not disastrously elevated. The Reserve Bank has acted well. Yeah, I think they've acted well, but it's likely to to take a lot longer to come down and probably it'll maintain at around six, six and a half odd percent over the next quarter or so. We then have an industry growth rate. And when you look at your industry growth rate, don't look at the industry growth rate by comparing yourself to the equivalent company on a stock exchange. You need to turn around and say, I'm a privately owned business. I'm of medium size. I should be growing faster than a big business or a corporate business. So if you find an industry growth rate that is premised by the sector in the stock exchange, add another 2% to it. 
And then finally, we always have to worry about currency depreciation. So all in all, to simply hold what you've got, you've got 6 7% inflation, let's say 3 4% industry growth rate. Uh, and after what Powell announced yesterday, um, currency depreciation is probably going to be 10%, I guess. Oh, Pablo, so, we've seen so much of a devalu. <laughs> Stop! Why do you why are you provoking me? Why it's a Thursday? <laughs> we were getting on so well, and now you're just poking me in the eye with a stick. And we've seen so much of that depreciation already, based on the fact that many people share your view, of course. But there's an alternative view which suggests that the dollar is so overextended and is so overvalued that it can't possibly consider continue on its current trajectory without doing severe economic damage in the. United States. So they'll be very cognizant of that. And so while I accept theoretically that you're right in terms of uh, prolonged interest rate hikes in the United States and a slow cutting cycle, I'm not sure that we, well, I'm crossing everything I can cross, that we're going to get that particular scenario playing out further than it has already in the short term. Well, I really hope that is the case. Look, in any event, it's very good for tourism. So there are a lot of positive factors to it. And this particular business, Bruce, is also an exporter. So whilst it smacks them on the supply chain, it shakes firmly hands on the, the, the customer chain. But all in all, if we add those numbers together, we're talking, what, around 15, 16, 17% to maintain your value. If you want to then grow above your industry and above your competitors, add three, four, five, six percent and if you want to dominate in your segment, then add 12, 15, 18% because you can. So we agreed he wants to grow. And then the next question centered on, well, what are you doing to grow? And it was fantastic to listen to this because when he communicated what he was doing, the big deals, uh, leading his team, managing the numbers, getting involved with really important suppliers and some of the larger customers, it, it's all vital to growth, vital. But it really is a mixture of in and on the business. And in the business is where all your time and attention is focused on business operations, where you're activating the operations, you're coordinating, you're trying to integrate all the operating activities, you interfering with your team, you're micromanaging your team, you're guiding your team, but you, you're intimately involved in the daily, weekly, monthly activities that operate a business, that hold the business together, as opposed to being on the business, where your time and attention then is focused on strategy, a business strategy to lead strategic initiatives. It might be sourcing new supplies that are able to bring down your cost of operation or give you access to the materials you need um, that will give you a head start on competitors or new materials. Um, it's going to be across business development, which might mean introducing new products or finding new markets. And when I listened carefully, he was doing both. And when you're doing both, it kind of puts you in a position where, yes, you're busy, and the busyness of being busy doesn't necessarily grow the business. But what it means is that both are compromised because operating a business is a focus on its own, getting that right and optimizing it 
And growing a business is a fundamentally different focus. So we put together a fantastic tool. And Bruce, I think every single person should do this. It applies in business, but it'll apply in other parts of your life as well. It was a little audit we did on how his time is being spent and focused on. And the way you do this is get a spreadsheet, put five columns down. In the first column, write down all the, the functions you're involved in in your business, from strategy to marketing, to sales, to operations, to managing your team, the numbers, the suppliers, governance, compliance, et cetera, et cetera. In the next column, under each of those functions, list every single activity you're involved in and that you perform. And the best way to do this is over a period of a month, because some of these activities you'll do once, some of them you'll do weekly, and some of them you'll do daily, and some of them you'll do multiple times in the day. And when you list those activities, think really carefully for the third column, how many minutes it actually takes to perform those activities. Thereafter, how frequently do you do it in a month? And when you tally all of that up, it gives you a very good sense of how much time you're allocating per month to all those activities within those functional areas of your business. And it gives you a fantastic insight as to whether you're working in the business. And the analogy we use often is being in the engine room of the ship, making sure the propeller's turning to give you that momentum, as opposed to time on the business, which is being on the bridge of the ship, directing the ship, navigating the ship, and making sure you're heading to your destination. The horror in this instance <laughs> he was in the business 82% of his available time. 82%. At a minimum, you should be 30% in the engine room and 70% on the bridge. It's because a bit, operating but, but a business... You, you know this better than most, Pavlo, because you've been doing this for a long time, that there will be times where you need to be in the business more than on it and other times mm. where you can afford to be on rather than in. The goal should be to be on more than in, but at times you do need to get back into their engine room and start stoking and making sure that everybody is, you know, everybody's greasing the bits they need to grease and make sure that it's all there. It is your business. You're the founder. You are the originator of this business. But just don't get into the bad habit of staying in because you're the one who knows how it works and can really only do it the way it should be done because then you're failing dismally. And, and that habit, it's, it's such a hard habit to escape because when you start, you have to be growing and building. And that becomes your practice. It becomes what you do day in and day out. And before you know it, Bruce, you don't even realize you're doing it. So... That perspective that you just shared is enormously valuable. The second thing that I would add to it is that before you grow your business, before you ramp up growth, you need to, be, you need to build what's called a scalable platform to support growth. We should actually do a show on that because I think that is really your true, true job for the first three to five years of starting any business. If you get the first three to five years right, and you build that scalable platform, then you can afford to put 70% of your focus on growth. And that's what gets your business to the level 
way beyond anything you've ever imagined. Pablo Fetidis at Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thoughtful as always, provocative as always, important as always.